0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, we have Tampa news. Stay tuned. Season four, episode sixty-six. Of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchellson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this beautiful Monday afternoon?
0: Oh, I'm I'm excited. As as you mentioned, we have Tampa news, so of course I'm feeling juiced. How about you?
1: Ah, uh, feeling pretty good today. Uh, it's actually somewhat nice down here in Indy. Usually, or should I say, in the past seven days, it's been sitting in the Low 90s, and even Saturday we got up to like 97. Uh, so an 81 day is really nice. Having a lot of fun with that.
0: Yeah, right now we're sitting at a at a 74, but as I mentioned, the sky's a little little foggy because of some fires that are going up um, up north in the state. So. Think, thinking about everyone hopefully there's no issues up there hopefully um you know everyone's okay no no property damage at the moment but um yeah so it's it it is actually a pretty good temperature outside it's the point where I'm not going to be dying whereas even like two three days ago it was it was like mid 90s for us here as well like even in Michigan it was like it was it was terrible
1: mm, gotta hate that uh however terrible. Chase I've got news for you cool it was something you wanted me to keep you updated on uh, Aww. for, for those of you that have been listening recently, you know, that, uh, we've been trying to be a little bit healthier now that we're old men at the old age of 25, it's like, oh yeah, it's probably going to be even harder to be healthy once we start getting older. So taking a little bit more serious. So I have been trying a couple different protein powders after the gym, uh, had the old cocoa pebbles, Dymatize. uh, ISO 100 was sick, and then Chase, a massive Fruity Pebbles fan, I decided to give it a shot for the first time today. Had a little, little protein shake with it, and I got to tell you, it's exactly what people say. It tastes just like the leftover milk from Fruity Pebbles.
0: Oh boy, I guess I'm going to buy some tomorrow, eh?
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: It. I, oh God.
1: In first taste, I was like, no shit that actually does taste exactly like it so that's
0: yeah. unreal that's awesome
1: although i gotta say i still like the cocoa pebbles a little better
0: well sure i know you're, you're more of a chocolatey guy than a sweet guy though correct
1: uh yeah i would say generally unless the sweet is like, sour
0: yeah 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 um so so like that's that's fair um but fruity pebbles are like my 101 of of cereals and they might even Come close to topping breakfast foods for me. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't take wow. number one, but like they they they'd fight my top five for just things I'd want to eat for breakfast for sure. Um, I love fruity pebbles, so to hear that, I, I'm 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 even more juice today.
1: Yeah, definitely got to give her a go because uh, I have been pleasantly surprised by both.
0: Hell yeah, I'm 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 excited.
1: All right, well, on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be, again, talking about some Tampa news, finally. I Got a couple signings done, so we'll talk about that here in just a few seconds. Going to be looking at the Stanley Cup Finals, look at Game 1, and what do we expect for Game 2 tonight. Then, after the commercial break, talk about some news from around the league, including a new head coach in the league, uh, Cole Caulfield, and others. So, let's start with the Bolts. It got some signings done and then re signed the absolute legend, exceptional status, freaking best defenseman in the world.
0: Oh, yeah, man! So, I, let's let's start with that guy. Um, as you said, the absolute beauty legend himself, Sean Day, has re upped with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Sean Day is, you know, he's he's actually a, a local guy, um, he's, he's Michigan native. He was the first and only American, at least at this moment. To be granted exceptional player status into the CHL, and really that's because he's like, he's more Canadian than American. Like, he lived in Canada, like kind of like lived there for a while, grew up there for a while, played like for Canada internationally. But still, uh, you know, it was a Michigan product at the time of being drafted. So, so we're we're gonna claim him. Um, you know, the career didn't really quite, quite go his way. He had some struggles, but, you know, he he has made a pro career out of it. Had a very strong year um, for Syracuse in 21-22. Got a couple NHL games. Not as good of a year this last season. So we'll kind of see what happens going into this one. I mean, he's our age, so he's 25. There's still some time to figure things out. Is he going to be an NHL staple? No. Is he going to be even, like, a full-season NHLer at any time? I kind of doubt it. But he still is good enough to, you know, warrant being that, like, that AHL veteran um, like call-up type guy that that you want in an organization.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can be that guy when some injuries go down, he can be one of the first names you look at to come up and um, at the very least be serviceable with the limited minutes that he would get in that bottom six.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like, I think the first game he played in the NHL, he played like six minutes, and you you can play him more than that. You can play him like ten minutes a night, and he, I don't think he's gonna completely botch it, but he's just not gonna like bring you anything either.
1: Mm-hmm. So, from re-signing to some new signings, what are we looking at?
0: So we'll start first off. Uh you know that we signed a a forward from Finland, uh, Valtteri Morella. If you guys don't really know anything about him, um, it's okay because I didn't really know a ton about him either, but. Um, he, he had a he had a solid season um, going to the, in the finish league this year. So say excuse me, uh, another nineteen ninety eight birth here, so another guy that's you know my age. Um, Thirty three points, forty one games, uh, fifteen goals for for top He played in one game of the World Championship, um, had a goal. I'm not sure why he only played in the one, but he did only play in the one. Is he going to be a guy that cracks the NHL roster this year? Uh, doesn't seem like it kind of based on, you know, what we see on paper, but I really don't know too much about him. haven't seen him in action, so uh, we'll see. And then the second one, uh, you know, this one's a little more interesting. Um, you know, Emil Martinson Lillyberg, a defenseman from Norway, younger guy, uh, a 2001 birth year. So he's currently 22 at the moment. Um, you know, it's last season played in the Swedish Hockey League, eleven points through uh, forty-six games, so pretty good stuff. And then played um, in the World Championships for Norway as well, seven games, no points, but played some pretty substantial minutes. Um, you know, getting as high as the as the twenty-six minute mark for them against Slovenia. So. Uh, something that, that they relied on pretty heavily, even at that young age of the World Championship. Uh, it's a good sign. I imagine he's either going to go back to the Swedish League next year, where he did you know, sign a contract not too long ago. Um, but with, with the IHF-NHL um, you know, transfer agreement, that, that contract can be foregone. He can come to North America. But he'll either be playing there or he'll spend some time in Syracuse. Don't really imagine him as an NHLer this year at any point.
1: Yeah, but two really interesting signings because these guys are young enough and they have shown some decent promise across seas. So to have these guys come over in a franchise that doesn't necessarily have the best when it comes to younger players, when it comes to prospects, they don't have the best pool of young talent. So to bring these two guys over, potentially at some point, they may be able to make the NHL roster. It's something that's super interesting, super cool to look at. I also love to see the size on Morella uh, being 6'2", 200 pounds as a forward. You always love to see that. And then uh, Lilieberg actually, about the same size.
0: I don't know. He's a he, he, like, uh, decent-sized D-man as well. Um, coming in at 6'2", 192. And... He's someone that, you know, playing in his, um, you know, in in the Norwegian leagues as as a younger kid, he won rookie of the year, uh, first year he played, had 12 assists for 39 games, it's pretty good stuff, regardless of the league it is, or actually that was the second year, I apologize, but regardless of the year, of the league that it is, um, still, like, solid numbers for a young kid in um, in that league, had a solid year in Sweden, so who knows, at that age, Uh, he might have some offensive upside to him, but he's probably really more um, high end, like that number five defense on your team that plays a reliable two-way game. Maybe gets 18 to 23 points in the year.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see. Now, when we go and look at the Stanley Cup finals, obviously we know what teams are in there, Florida versus Vegas. We had game one Saturday night. Final was five to two, but I thought the game overall played a little (laughs) bit closer than what the scoreboard shows as well as it was a pretty exciting game, even though the team I was rooting for didn't necessarily take it home.
0: You know, it, it was a very good game, for sure. Um, it, it, from from kind of start to finish, even though, as you said, it does appear like a bigger gap um, on the scoreboard, part of that's due to an empty net, but it, it was a close game. I mean, shots were close to even. Florida you know, outshot Vegas by one. Um, really what it came down to was, Vegas capitalized on their opportunities a little more than Florida did. Um you know they had had a couple more high couple high you know high-end scoring chances that end up in the back of the net where Florida um you know a couple big misses. Uh you know the the big big miss for Nick Cousins on what well, was just a a free empty net and um Aiden Hill gets gets the stick there and the puck bounces in the air. Um Nick Cousins still the chance to hit it, can't get it down into the net. Uh that you know that's that's a tough one. Tough look, but you know, shit happens sometimes. It, it, it was just kind of a, a game where, even though Ford did all they could, it just kind of wasn't meant to be the way things unfolded with those types of things.
1: Yeah, when you look at it, Vegas was able to keep Matthew Kachuk off the board, and later on, he gets ejected. I think it was in, like, the last four or five minutes of the game, though. Gets ejected yeah. um, for being maybe a little bit too physical, uh, while Sergei Bobrovsky, on the other side, you know, the Best two players easily for Florida coming up to this point. Didn't have his best night. Now, I don't think he was horrible. Again, when you look at the save percentage, when you look at him giving up four goals, it looks like he had a really bad night. But I feel like he had some pretty big saves there. And all the blame definitely can't be towards him. But to keep Kachuk off the board and to stagger Bobrovsky a little bit like this in game one, show some promise for
0: Vegas. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody played, you know, particularly like bad on that Florida team. Just, you know, it, it really like at, at the end of the day, teams are going to get high on scoring chances. A goalie isn't going to make every single save. So like sometimes they cat sometimes they don't. And that's just what happened there. So you can't really blame Bob, say oh, he had a tough night because I, I thought he did play overall well. He did enough to help his team win. If he had a little better support on those couple goals and went in, and if he had a little more offense for support, um, but it, 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 you're definitely all right there. We're, it is a good sign for Vegas that you know a good, good kind of plant your flag game one at home. Like this is this is our ice. To, you got to come in and infiltrate it. We're not giving it to you. Uh, they played great, but we'll, we'll kind of see what happens here in game two. I think Florida's going to come out uh, a little bit different. I think Matthew is going to come out ready to kill. That should be pretty fun.
1: Yeah. And we mentioned that going into game one, Florida on a 10 day break. How would they look when they actually come out for game one? I don't think they were very slow. I don't think they were, you know, at peak Florida that we've seen against Carolina, but they didn't look slow. Like you said, no one necessarily looked bad on that Florida team, but game two, I think there's definitely going to be a little shift in mentality, a little shift when it comes to the look. Now, Who you taking in game two? We got that tonight. You got Florida in this one to tie the series, or you think Vegas takes it two nothing?
0: So here's what I can tell you for sure. I think whoever wins this game also wins game three. Whether that's Florida, whether that's Vegas, you know, we're gonna see. But I think whoever wins this game is gonna win game three because either Vegas is gonna carry that two win momentum into Florida and you know, be ready to just kind of big dick swing and, and fuck them up. Or, or Florida comes in and says, "Yeah, you're you're what you did to us. You're not doing that again. We're taking this home. Good luck, you know, coming into our house." Which way is it gonna go? It's it, it's hard to say. If I had to pick one, I'm I'm gonna pick Florida, though. I, I think Florida bounces back well. We've seen them come back. You know, already down in series, we've seen them bounce back pretty well, and I think this could very well be the case here tonight.
1: Everyone knows that. Uh hedging your bets against chase is a good thing. So I'm going to take Vegas tonight and then I'm going to take Florida in game three, because that is the exact opposite of what you said. Both team or one team takes both games, two and three. Uh, I decided to switch that up and then Florida wins tonight. I'll switch that up as well. Give me Vegas. So uh, I'll say Vegas tonight to nothing, but then Florida gets game three. How do you like that?
0: Are you saying they're, are you saying they're in a win to nothing or like, Two no nothing no series. They'll, they'll go
1: up to nothing in the series
0: to winning two nothing that'd be exciting Ooh. oh man all right well i i don't i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think here maybe I, I say florida's gonna win and i and i hedge myself and i pick vegas but oh. then and so that way I, i'm happy no matter what because i'm either correct or i win money mm-hmm. i don't i don't know i don't know we'll, we'll see once we get to um once we get to the second half of the show and we get past our ad read, you'll kind of have an idea what, what I've decided on because I'm kind of working on it right now.
1: Yeah, and if any of you are interested in hedging Chase's bet, you can go do that over with our friends at That's DraftKings. Fucking- Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplineMA.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbookdraftkingscom terms. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. So Chase, you had a minute there. What are we thinking?
0: Well, I made a little same game parlay here, same game parlay, you know, from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Here's what I decided upon. You can choose to go with this. You choose to hedge. You're going to have time to listen to this before the game tonight. And if you would like to you know, do something with this, Mike, feel free. But I have Florida Panthers money line. I have under five and a half goals and even for a total goal scored. So basically what I'm saying here is i think we're going to i i chose you know um 5.5 just just in case but i i think that we're going to end up with like a, a a three to one game you know maybe i could have gone f- 4.5 um for for better odds but i'm also taking all these individuals so that's why i wanted to 5.5 but if this does happen and we get even goal total and under five and a half and florida panthers uh that's a plus 1200 odd bet so do with that is please and not going with the head jay eh? No, I'm not going with the hedge. I plant my flag. That, that's that's how I operate, baby.
1: Okay, I guess so. And, uh, well, I hope it works for you, my friend.
0: You know, I, I I also hope so, so I appreciate that.
1: All right, new head coach over in Anaheim. What are we thinking?
0: Yeah, so, you know, going to be honest with you. I, I really don't know much about him, but Greg Cronin, new head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, came from the Colorado Eagles who, you know, at one time were an East Coast Hockey League team, ended up moving up to the American Hockey League uh, once Vegas kind of came in and there needed to be needed to be 31 teams. So they moved up, now Coachella Valley's in and makes it 32. But it's a very successful team, just has a very rich history between the East Coast League and the American Hockey League of doing really well winning hockey games. So it's a fair hire. I like that somebody new is getting an opportunity. Uh, first time NHL head coach. I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, and where's where's Anaheim pick again? Are they two, three?
0: Uh, Anaheim picks two, two. That's right. Yeah. I picked two. So
1: they likely bring in another very talented player this year to go alongside already a decent young core over there. So Cronin definitely going to have the players or at least the young players to hopefully build around and continue, um, some growth and development there in Anaheim.
0: Yeah, he He's walking into a good spot because the team, like they weren't very good this year, but like as he kind of mentioned, like there's there's some young pieces coming in. And I think there is a solid foundation, so you know there there's a, there's a good opportunity to really take this thing and kind of get running. Um, hopefully, you can figure out John Gibson become a little more consistent, and who knows, maybe this team has a decent season next year.
1: Absolutely, let's look at Cole Caulfield now. Now, I'll tell you what: before we got into this, I did not know that old Caulfield got paid. But boy, did he get paid. I was at work today. We had 10 new people start. So I was kind of in charge of helping out a couple of the newbies and kind of missed all of the hockey football news of the day. But seeing Caulfield's contract, I'm so happy for that kid.
0: Yeah, he got got a pretty decent payday. Uh, You know, an eight-year deal at a 7.85 average. Um, This could end up being, I think, at worst, it's going to be a like a fair enough price but it, it could end up being a, a really good value if he ends up you know keep on rolling and becomes a 40 plus goal guy every year then like that, that's a great value for montreal and he's still getting paid you know a, a good chunk to change so it's awesome for the american kid for the guy that got way too much hate in his draft year um yet again someone that i was high on but the nhl let slip a little bit sure enough he's a stud and i think he can be at Least a 30 goal guy every single year, like as long as he's healthy. So, I'd be happy to pay this price if I were, you know, a Montreal Canadian executive. And I think he's obviously very happy to take this dollar amount.
1: Yeah. And I'm just hoping that we can see a full healthy season from him next year because boy, he is a fun player to watch. You look 46 games, 26 goals. So, bro was on. At least a forty goal pace, and just really hoping he can stay healthy in this next year. We can really see what he truly can do in the NHL.
0: Yeah, man, I I, I do hope so because he he has um, a lot of talent. He really does. So if, if he can get rolling, and who knows, maybe maybe Raskovsky can come in and they can be a little bit of a of a power duo. Even maybe not on the top, you know, top line together, but a good good supplemental pieces. Um, you know, manage both of them. On the power play together, like there there could be some could be some real dominance. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Be a lot of fun. All right, let's talk about the Mem Cup. Who took that home?
0: Yeah, the Quebec Remparts beat the uh beat the Seattle uh why the hell am I the Thunderbirds? Jeez uh, excuse me. Um yeah, the Quebec Remparts beat the Seattle Thunderbirds in the Mem Cup final. Um, you know, so so they can't forget the other two teams, the Kamloops Blazers were the host team and they lost in the semis. And then the you know lowly Peterborough Pete's kind of kind of went along for the ride. Got molly wopped in one of the games. I think ten to one was was the final. Maybe ten to two. But yeah, it was kind of Quebec's uh, trophy to lose. They they looked really strong all season long. They were the best team in the in the CHL. And it, it really is not a surprise that they came away with this. Um, Patty Watt gets gets a win as head coach of that organization. Um, you know, I know he he was happy for that. And, you know, get, good for those kids, good for that franchise, because it is it is a very strong historical franchise within the CHL. So good for them to bring that trophy back and kind of you know, restore that, um, that history.
1: Yeah. And I heard that Columbus fans were kind of hoping for Patty Wah to become that next head coach of their beloved team. That turns out not to be the case as oh, it I forgot sounds like, oh, Babcock's going to be making a return.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that, so I wanted to pretend it didn't exist because I am not a Mike Babcock guy. But Mike Babcock going to take the job in Columbus just to play some more mind games with the young players and and make them turn on their on their veterans um, and be a you know a really good coach, a really great human being, someone who tra- treated Johan Franzen so well that was so beloved by all of his players. Man, he's he's just the guy. Columbus, uh, you're going to be so happy, fans. You're going to be so happy to have that guy as your leader.
1: Yeah, and. Nasher talked about it, if anyone knows Nasher. Big Columbus guy. uh, Big YouTube personality when it comes to hockey YouTube. Uh, He was kind of talking about the hiring as not his favorite, and he's hoping that Babcock has kind of changed as a person during this uh, prolonged break. But he has had success as an NHL coach before, so he's not completely against it. But at the same time, he's really hoping that the personality has changed a little bit because if not, this could come to a halt very quickly.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely hope that, um, you know, I, I hope for their sake that maybe I am wrong, maybe he has changed. But like, I just, I don't believe in him. You know, I've, I've met the guy, and he was not the most pleasant human being in person, and you really don't get better with that as you age. So. I, I don't imagine much change. Uh, you know, Nash, I understand you want to be hopeful, but I would be livid if this if I was a fan of the team and this was the signing. I, this, would, this would be like worst case scenario for me.
1: Yeah, especially with younger guys coming in. I just feel like going to the old veteran-oriented coach, it kind of feels like maybe that wasn't the right route. But then again, when you look at the front office, it seems like, Columbus as a whole has a lot of change coming if the winds don't start coming. So uh, this might be the last ditch effort for that front office to be like, Hey, we need to get some wins on the board or else our jobs are gone. Maybe Babcock's the answer.
0: Maybe he is. Uh, I don't know, but if it does not work out, I can tell you for sure that it's going to be a clean sweep. Everybody in in that building will be wiped out and they'll be starting fresh.
1: Yep. All right, hockey name of the day. Now we've got. Oh, I don't want to say Arter because it's like it's never Arter, is it? Uh, I don't know. Gosh, I don't like that last name. Oganzanian. Oganzanian. I'm gonna go Arter Oganzanian.
0: Yeah, good for you for going Archer because it 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 is Archer archers do exist. Let's go. And Ogen Zhanyan, you got it, got it's more uh, of a ZH is more of a J yeah, sound. Yeah. Ar- so Archer Ogen So Archer Ogen he is a Ukrainian goalie. Um, 2000 birth year, he will be turning 23 here in August. But currently sits at 22, six foot one eighty one. Um, spent the time over here in North America. Played 18U AAA for a year. Um, you know, played a year in the WSHL before that ended up going extinct and then spent some time in the NCDC, which is a tier two league. Uh, most recently, a couple of years playing in Ukraine, uh, played in the one of the Swedish leagues, the Division two league, which is a lower end pro league. And now he's making the jump to, to the Hockey 10 which is their third level league in Sweden. So, yeah, he, he's moving up the ranks pretty good. Um, so on that, you know, maybe uh, if he keeps going on this path, he could end up being. You know, maybe may a decent staple for them internationally. Uh, does have experience at the U twenty level. Does have experience playing in an Olympic game qualifier. And he you know he he definitely has a decent kind of resume for a high minority country. And if that continues to build, um, who knows? Maybe when we see some more world championships with Ukraine in them, he's a name that we see.
1: I can already see it. This is this is just picturesque. It's stories from from only fiction. Okay, you got this young man comes in. Plays outstanding for Ukraine. Kind of, you know, at the level of what we saw Peter Mrazek and Krzysztof Gudlevskis do, really get this Ukraine team to competing for medals. And you name them, King Arter. Oh, oh, chills.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Didn't like that one? No, that was was terrible. terrible i mean i just uh, i don't know
1: all right this can do for the show i want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen chase if you could hit him with an outro
0: as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolds Broadcast, at Bold's Broadcast. you can follow the hockey podcast network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet at Hockey Podnet. Or it, go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the pods of the network right there. Boom, click the logo. It's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever the singer is five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we'd appreciate it. Whatever you do, don't forget to go to THPN and it's time for draft games.
1: Thanks so much for coming out. We'll talk to you next time.